welcome back to the Cyber Sector 7 podcast. I am your host, Kyle Reese, and this week, what is malicious content part two? So, uh, last week we talked about viruses, worms, malware, etc. Um, this week we're going to be talking about phishing slash phishing, um, what to look out for. I'm just going to briefly go over things. Uh, and most of you know what phishing is, and I'm sure that's wonderful and congratulations, but a lot of you don't know what that is, and I really want to touch on that. For the beginner, um, or for people that are just getting into this field, and maybe this is the first time you've heard of that, so I try to touch on uh, multiple bases of knowledge here. So, this episode is going to be, a, like like last week, a bit for the um, the green hats, the, the introductory guys. But also, before I continue, um, and before you turn this episode off for just Christ's sake, just listen to me, uh, there's something important that I need all of you to hear, something that's happened recently with the show, and if you're a long-term listener and you've listened to every episode, there's something I really want you to, to know. Um, I got a sponsorship offer a few days ago, and from, and I'm not going to name who, but we're going to say from an unnamed VPN. And I basically turned it down. And I'm not trying to brag and say, oh, I turned it down for this, that, or the other. But I do want to let you know the reason I turned it down. Um, it was not a company I support. The company, from what I've seen and from the reports I've seen, uh, were lying to me in my email. And they, in turn, would want me to lie to you about things. And I don't believe that. They claim to be a no-log VPN provider with a SOC 5 proxy, which is fine, and and I, I think that's a great idea, and I'd love to partner with them if they could prove it, and they ha- couldn't come up with any solid evidence saying that they were a no-log VPN, and so I I turned down the sponsorship, and I'm, I'm sorry for you guys uh, if you want to hear ads, I don't think you do though, but if you do hear ads, just know it is from something that I would use myself. I'm not going to take any advertisements or any sponsorships for something I wouldn't use and trust with my data myself. So I just wanted to let you guys know that if you do hear a sponsorship from me in the future, it's something I really do trust and I really do endorse. So thank you and without further ado, we're going to get into the uh, the meat of the episode. Alright, uh, the drink this week is a genuine Fago Orange. Let's fix that there. So, good stuff. Very good stuff. Mm. So, as you know, every week I, I drink something and I share it with you. And uh, this week it's a genuine Fago Orange. So let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, it's a little basic stuff, very simple stuff. Um, but I think we should all take a bit of a crash course on it, understand it. If, you, uh, if you're more advanced or, or even towards the intermediate level, you might want to skip this episode. Um, or you can just... Listen, because I enjoy the views, you know. If you want to, you can just listen and uh, just turn your volume all the way down and set it there. I get the full view, and it helps the channel out. Um, but if you're newer to it, 
and you'd like to know a little bit more about phishing, what uh, targeted phishing versus untargeted phishing, uh, IP logging, social engineers, things like that, that all act in this uh, phishing space. And I'm not going to be going over any specific tools in this because if I do, everyone's going to blast my email inbox stating that I'm wrong for using this tool and I should use this tool instead because you guys are a very odd community at times. Um, and I'm trying to build a great community, not a bunch of toxic assholes. So, and excuse my language, but if one person uses a tool and it works for him, then so what if your tool does the same thing, or even better, it may not work for them. So, we need to get that out of the way. I'm not going to talk about any tools because you guys are terrible about that stuff. Let's get into it, though. So, let's talk about what phishing is. Or, uh, vishing, and I believe that's for, um, voice phishing. And correct me if I'm wrong on that, but it's like when they call you, try to do the same thing. Um, that's what we call it at work, at least. Uh, and if I'm wrong on that, I'm sorry. Uh, correct me, send me an email, and I'll correct myself next episode. But, so, phishing, essentially, is, like it sounds, it's phishing for you. So they set the bait, and it's spelled P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G rather than with an F. But, so they, um, so we've all seen the emails from the Nigerian prince who needs you to do something or send him money so you can get a whole bunch of money back. That's phishing. He wants to engage with you so he can scam you. That's phishing. Um, there's tons of different types of phishing, though. There's phishing to maybe ask you to download something and it looks really really super convincing it may say hi uh i'm your cousin or long lost cousin this is a targeted phishing attack i'm your lo your long lost cousin or your old cousin from so and so uh download these pictures of or this file full of pictures of the family reunion and you download it and it's malware it's on your computer all it took was a little social engineering a little osint and he got you to download some stuff so yeah phishing is essentially they create bait and they hope people catch it. So we're going to go ahead and talk about, I reckon, the, the three main types of phishing that I see. Um, so first is going to be the IP logging phishing. And I know what you guys are going to think. Oh, IP logging phishing, that's a bunch of script kiddies. Well, it's very common to see. And I wanted to touch on that because I see it quite often, especially in... Certain comment threads, oh my god, on some of my videos, you guys blow it up. But it's, it's very common to see people using a certain website to create a certain IP logging link and sending it to certain people to try to do certain things. And don't get me wrong, um, that method can be used in junction with other methods, but that is script kiddish behavior in general. But I see that quite often as IP logging links. Now, that can be used by professionals in professional ways amongst other techniques. But IP logging links are, are very, very common. And what it does is, is you click the link, it grabs your IP, and next thing you know, you could be giving your location away, your network away. It's, it's used professionally by, by a lot of the professionals to give away network information. Um, but it's used by a lot of amateurs to give away maybe the location of who they're trying to play on Fortnite. The game I absolutely hate. So, but yes, IP logging, it's commonly used in phishing. It's one of the main 
things we see in fishing, um, especially by amateurs and by script kitties and green hats when they're just testing things out. Um, it's fine to test it out and to play with it and get a feel for it. Uh, I don't encourage you to do any of the things we talk about in this podcast, as always. But it, it is fun to, uh, to to mess around with it. And I what I do encourage you to do, though, is tell your family, maybe, or a loved one, or someone that you actually trust ahead of time, that you, over the next maybe six months, you're going to be testing your fishing skills. You're going to see if you can fish them. And you can use the a unnamed IP locking tool just as a marker so you know that they would have gotten that malicious content if if they did click it. And that's what I, I do when I'm practicing, especially at work, when I practice my our, our fishing drills and I'm checking to see who'd be vulnerable, who would click it. Instead of installing something, some piece of code or writing some piece of code or some malicious whatever... I just I cl- use an IP logging link, and when they click it, I'll know, oh, I know who that is because I'm looking at the network information that so-and-so down in this room, uh, they just fell for a phishing attempt. So it's a great way to uh, definitely brush up on, on things is using the IP logging. Um, the, the two others that we really see, though, in phishing is targeted and untargeted attacks. So let's go ahead and talk about the untargeted attack. Attacks and these are the ones you see every day, all the, the time. Uh, if you've got your number leaked in any breaches or paste bins or copy pastes or whatever you want to call them, um, a lot of times you'll see, or maybe you've signed up for something that you know you shouldn't have. Yeah, you dirty, dirty boy or girl. Um, don't want to genderize here. But an un- un- untargeted attack, though, is uh, it's where they're spam sending these these random emails or text messages or, or Facebook messages or whatever, hoping somebody will take the bait. So they send them to maybe millions of people, and they look like, most of the time, they look like bad English. They're hoping the dumb people fall through with it. The reason they're written in that bad English is they're hoping someone dumb enough to click on it will fall through with with being fished um and that's why they do usually use bad english like that but it's usually sent out to millions of people thousands of people or whatever and they hope someone will buy it not many people do bite but getting that many emails and or that many contacts is very cheap it's very simple and so the few that do bite it pays the bills and I don't encourage doing any of this, and personally, I don't do any of this unless it's on my own environment and I have a legal means to do it. But that's that's what untargeted attacks are, and they're, they're just mass spread. Now, where the professionals come in are with targeted attacks. And, and these are the ones where maybe you work with a tech company, and you have a certain position that seems like it could be an easy way for them to get in, Okay. The hackers, you know, the the really targeting the the hackers that really want to get into a corporation. They're going to target you because you may have access to this computer. So they're going to fish you with an extremely personalized message. So they may say, let's say your name's Randy. Hi, Randy. It's Mike from IT. 
I can't seem to get into my computer. Will you put your password in for me? Just right here, and I'm gonna just let you remote remote log in or whatever, and we'll we'll be able to do this real nice and simple. Now I know I probably butchered that, but it's gonna sound personalized. It's gonna sound like it's coming from someone you actually might know, and you're like, oh hey yeah, I know Mike from IT. I'll go ahead and send him these credentials right on over because I know him. You know he's no problem with him. That is a targeted attack. So a way you can fight that is it's something I'm going to talk about here in a minute, but it's something I always, always, always talk about, especially when you get any kind of random message from someone that doesn't seem normal. Use a second method of communication. Call them. Maybe uh, just walk over down to IT department if you're in that in that exact situation there. Just walk over and ask them, hey, is that, did you send me that? Um, because if not, I don't need to mess around with that. So just, just ask. Just genuinely ask with another method of communication. That's why I always preach have multiple methods of communication that you can rely on. But, uh, that's gonna go, that's gonna kind of conclude fishing for you. We're gonna take a quick break, uh, and then we're gonna talk about, you know, everything that you guys have brought up this week with me. Um, comments, emails, etc. And then we are going to talk about how to stay safe from phishing, how to protect yourself and people you know. Uh, and then also, like I promised last week, how I protect against malware, viruses, worms, bugs, and things like that. Um, but I'm not going to be giving any specific names on any specific companies, just for cop not copyright reasons. But I just I don't want to. You, you'll see when I get there, but I've done some things with some certain antiviruses, and I would rather not name them. So, we're going to go ahead and get into this middle section. Though. I'm going to go ahead and take this break. I hope you guys have enjoyed so far. Alright, it is question time. Uh, so, this is the part of the week where I engage with... You guys, um, if you've left any comments, questions, concerns, corrections, or anything like that uh, on any of my videos, or you've emailed me or DM'd me, uh, this is where I discuss it, as a lot of you know. So, starting off, somebody comments on one of my videos from last week. Uh, this was the video uh, for you guys, because you guys don't see what I see. I forget that all the time. Um, but this is... Uh, back to the USB video uh, I finally re released part two to that but he comments if all of those other ones he's talking about the USBs are ISOs you know you can make a multi-boot one he said um, and then he asks what multi-boot software do I use I use multi-boot USB I can run it on Windows and Linux uh, I was using Sardu but I got I, I just if I could go with a free version, I will. And so that's what I was doing. Um, I think I was using something called WinEXE or something like that for a while. Um, but this multi-boot USB has been working pretty fine for me as of late. So that, that's what I've been using. Um, someone then asks uh, a day later, what are my prices? Um, I'm not for sale. I don't work for you guys, and I refuse to work for you guys when it comes to what you keep asking me to do for you. I just make podcasts and videos. I am not going to hunt down your ex for you. I'm I'm not. I'm just not. I'm getting tired of hearing that. Uh, someone comments on one of my funnier videos, uh, The Art of Trolling. Thank you. Um, what kind of visor thing do I have? And it's awesome. 
Um, thank you, the real Pritchard on TikTok. Uh, it's just a reflective visor. I got it off Amazon. Uh, I should probably get a link for you guys for that. I might. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just something I, I just use it to protect my face when I have to show my body in my videos because I don't want my face on the internet. Uh, and it works for me. So that that's that's what I that's what I use. Somebody asks, laptops you recommend for going around to cafes and coding? Um, well, if you're coding, any laptop will do whatever works for you. I mean, listen, everybody wants to swear by this laptop or swear by this laptop or say this is the best and anybody that says I'm wrong is a liar. Um, but they're also a liar because ThinkPads are the best. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, but whatever works for you, honestly, man, uh, if, if you're comfortable and it works perfectly fine code and you can get all your code done, written just fine on a MacBook, use a MacBook. If you want a Windows machine or a ThinkPad or a Dell Inspiron or Latitude or whatever, use it. I mean, for Christ's sake, if you bring out a Panasonic Toughbook with Windows XP and you can code on it and you can do your coding project, do it. I've seen people coding on Android and it's actually getting pretty popular. I, I really do think there's a lot to do with Android in the future, but whatever works for you, man, it, there's no set perfect 100% do all work all laptop for it. If it, and it really does depend on what you're coding too. If you're coding more intensive stuff, you're going to need a more intensive laptop. If you're doing a lot of smaller stuff, a lot of less resource intensive projects, I would definitely recommend something a lot smaller. Uh, I run a, because I, I don't run a lot of intensive, really hardcore resourced stuff. And when I do, I just run it in the cloud. Uh, but I'm running right now this podcast on a T430S ThinkPad. And then, and that's just my home PC. I just use it at home. It's my Windows machine. Uh, and then for my Linux box and what I do everything else in life on other than this podcast, uh, I'm using a ThinkPad X230. So with the nine cell battery, of course, because why not? Overkill is great. But yeah, that's, that's what I recommend when it comes to a good laptop. Really just whatever works for you. Everyone's different. Uh, but if you have to get an answer out of me, I would say go with a just good used ThinkPad. Alright, I've gotten a DM from, and I'm not going to name this user, uh, but he asked me about Wikimapia and my Wikimapia.org video. Uh, he says, do I have some accuracy on that? He is having problems with Phone and Foga and OSR Framework. Uh, and then he says thanks. Um, I was having some problems earlier this week with the OSR framework as well. Um, I didn't use Phone and Foga too much though because I, I don't really have to at work. Uh, we have access to 4.11 through TLO. So, um, But uh, I was having some problems with that this week myself. Uh, to answer your question though, yeah, I get some accuracy with it. It's not... 100% accurate all the time, but you got to remember it's just one tool in the in the tool bag And I've even been experimenting with a lot of other mapping tools lately like ATAC and WinTAC um, and uh, there, There's been a few others, but Wikimapia is a good a good simple resource to go to it's very simple to use 
when you're um, trying to map something out using OSINT. So, by all recommendations, yeah, I would go ahead and give it a try. I mean, what's it to hurt? You, if you'll never know unless you try it. So, yeah, that would that would be it for Wikimapia. Let's see. I think we have another one. All right, this is the last one I'm going to talk about. It's a DM on Instagram, um, and I don't know if this is a Fed or just an idiot, but he asks me, "Excuse me, can you help me hack someone's Instagram account?" And uh, here's your answer. I wish you could see my hand right now because there's a nice finger for you. No, uh, I'm not. Stop asking me. That's not who I am. That's not what I'm going to do. Um, if you're going to try to use what I talk about and give this community a bad name and use what I talk about for bad things and for malicious purposes, then get off of this podcast. Get off. Unfollow me because I don't I don't want you on. You are not a valued member of this community. Now, if that's something that you do on, on if, if that's who you are, and you're using this for educational purposes only, go right ahead. But if you're going to spam me with a bunch of useless crap about how you want to get into someone else's Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it is this this time, I'm, I don't care. I'm not going to reply to you, and your answer is no. Please, please, please stop asking. This is a, a channel to focus around the legalities of things, to focus around the honesty and the integrity that this community should hold. Um, we've already been given a bad enough name by Hollywood, so I think we should definitely do our best to to treat that with sensitivity. We should not give any other reason for people to think that we're any worse than we already have been made out to be. Um, but that's going to wrap up this section of the podcast, and we are going to go ahead and wrap up the whole podcast by talking about how I stay safe from malware and phishing. So, here we go. Alright. Final part of the episode. The part you've been waiting for. The part I told you I would talk about last week. Um, how to stay safe from malware and phishing. Uh, how, what to know, what to look out for. Um, I really should be making this into a video to give you guys examples, but I don't have a camera. So, well, I have a phone, but I'm getting to that point. I'd like to start making videos for you guys, but for now, I'm just going to talk about it and what to look for. So there's one key principle that you should know, and this is what's going to help you about everything I'm about to talk about, okay? Trust nothing. Trust absolutely nothing. Don't trust anything on the internet at all. Now, I know I sound like an absolute crazy conspiracy theorist buffoon with a microphone, but I'm being serious. Don't trust anything. Um, always, always look for a few things that maybe uh, point out that it might be a little fishy. Uh, for one, is it an add-on with an app that you're already downloading? Um, did you click on a link and it tried to get you to install an extension? Um, things like that. Uh, is it a random link from someone that you don't 100% know sent that to you? Um, things like that. That's that's something important. Trust absolutely nothing. Treat it all as if it's malicious. And how I do that is when I'm downloading something and testing something out, before I put it on my main machine, 
I run it in a virtual machine. And now I know I, that sounds crazy, but just run it in a virtual machine and make sure it's not crazy. Unless you, you get it, you know, maybe from like the Microsoft store or the Ubuntu store. But even at that, you know, sometimes people, they sneak things right on through and you may never know it. So just run it in a VM. That's what I, that's, that's what I personally do. It may not work for you. You may have a better way to do it. I run everything in a VM. Trust absolutely nothing. Another thing is know exactly what you are looking for. Maybe get it from a trusted source. Um, that's that's some really great ways to do it. And some people say use an antivirus. Um, I I use one on my Windows machines, uh, on my Linux machines. Not so much because most of those are in virtual boxes anyway. And the one I don't or that I use every day I just don't use a antivirus for I just watch for that stuff um, and I, I know what I'm looking for but with an antivirus you have to be careful I remember last actually it's been a little over a year now and I'm not gonna say which antivirus this was but I decided to get the trial version and that's another thing if you're gonna go with the antivirus always make sure there's a trial version so you can test it yourself so I got my hands on a lot of the same malware and and such that it should be scanning for, put it on my test machine, and lo and behold, the antivirus didn't pick it up. So I was like, okay, the antivirus or the anti-malware, whatever you want to call it, you, you, big, you big dummy, you know, you didn't work. So then I upgraded my plan. I was like, maybe I just got to upgrade my plan. So I upgraded my plan, you know, because if you really want to get the real stuff, you want to protect against those real boys, you know, you've got to get, you've got to upgrade that plan. So I did. I upgraded my plan. And I even added hardware protection, protecting against USBs and malicious devices that hackers may use to plug into your computer. So I upgraded that. And then I, I went and found a ducky script on on the weak web, you know, like the normal internet. Just like I looked up ducky scripts, malicious ducky scripts into Google. Just copied and pasted it into my, my little Arduino ducky that I built right off the bat. And still nothing. And I, I reverse shelled into my computer, into my test machine. Still didn't pick anything up. So make sure you get a trial with antivirus before you buy an antivirus and test it out yourself. I highly encourage you to test it out. Now, I'm not going to name what company that was, but you know who you were if you were listening to this because I sat on the phone with you guys for like an hour after that explaining how dumb you are. How much of a scam, you mother. Ooh. So, yeah, don't scam me and don't scam my followers. It goes back to what I talked about at the beginning of this. If you're an antivirus and you want to sponsor this, just know I'm going to be testing your product out before I even even attempt to record about it. So if I don't trust it, I'm not going to talk about it. Um, you can always, another thing you can do, let's move on from that though. Uh, another thing you can do, stay safe from malware. Uh, is check what's running in your background. On Windows, this is Task Manager. You can use that. Um, you can also check your logs. Uh, there's different ways to do it on a ton of different devices, and I'm not going to talk about them all here. Um, but yeah, you check what's running in your background. If you see something booting up that 
normally wouldn't be, look into it. It might be malicious. Um, you can always isolate your machine. That's that's a given, and just see what's running, what's working, what's not working. If if something crashes it, you can always boot it into safe mode, check your logs, find out what crashed it. Um, and for phishing, just if you just, if you don't recognize it, don't click on it. Uh, even if it does look good, don't click on it uh, unless you know it's like from your best friend and you know his email and you texted him and it was like, yeah, uh, did you email this to me? And he's like, yeah, dude, check that out. And you're like, all right, dude, I'll check that out, dude. So, yeah, just, just when it comes to phishing, use common sense. If it looks too good to be true, probably is. If it sounds in, in bad, broken English, it's probably a scam. So just, just know, these things do happen. People do get scammed. Spread awareness. Spread the word. And use, use your brain. Uh, if you get an antivirus, test it out yourself. Get the trial. Don't pay for that crap up front. Get the trial. Um, I'm not going to tell you which one I use. Uh, so don't ask. Um, but yeah, that's that's going to wrap this episode up. Uh, I hope I've touched on everything you guys wanted to hear. I tried to kind of mix things up, add a little bit more personality into this episode. So if you like that, then give a thumbs up if you can. If you if you don't like that, then give a thumbs down and I'll just go cry in the corner. Uh, so, um, and of course that's satire. I, I don't give a crap if you're just going to troll and hate. But please, have a great great night or day it's night here um <laughs> but stay stay safe stay private i hope whatever you're doing right now you're having a good time i hope wherever you are you're safe um be safe please i i really really ask you guys to be safe out there don't break the law don't use anything i talk about to break the law thank you and good night <laughs>